0: We're Not
1: Dead. A podcast about a story of survival. To episode forty-one of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We Are Alive. I am your host, Brittany Brombacher, and with me is <gasps> Nick.
0: Who? Who the fuck no! are you, Nick? What, what the fuck is this? It. This I... is
1: an episode of We're Not Dead. And it's the We're Not Who Now happened in a month, but we are back because you have. a place that you're living in now which well you have been living there for a while but
0: just temporary uh yeah so again uh, this was posted on facebook i've been talking to people on the forums about it for those that just get this directly downloaded and don't interact with us anywhere else uh first of all shame on you come find us on facebook come find us on uh, the forum um secondly uh i'm homeless and i've been (laughs) homeless for the last like month um so it's really hard when you're living in a van down by the river to get some internet. Um,
1: <laughs> oh God!
0: <laughs> I I seem to Lies. find I seem to find lots of very very little coats, and I'm a very very big man. No, um, I am currently in a very uh, annoying living situation, uh, and I have been unable to record. Uh, I got kicked, well, air quotes, I got kicked out of my apartment in Queens, uh, and I had a place to move into. It just didn't get ready in time. So, I have been living with my in-laws, and that's pretty much the gist of what's been going on and why we haven't been able to get an episode out, because I haven't been able to sit down for a very long time to record anything.
1: Yes, but we are here now. Yes, we are. We are here, and we are going to get this thing going, because we have missed it hard, very hardly Oh, we miss it, oh,
0: we miss it so hard.
1: So, it's like, where do we even start?
0: There was of course, a I lot. I guess there's
1: anything, uh, well, obviously we know what's going on with your life the past month, month. Not, not a lot of excitement has been. Oh
0: well, no! It's it's there. plenty of exciting. It's just not. Pl- <laughs> it's not happy.
1: Not happy excitement.
0: Not happy excitement. Just excitement. No. What about I guess you?
1: With me, the exciting thing that kind of happened was I quit my job. Which I hate the word "quit" because it sounds so like harsh. Resigned. It's kind of what.
0: You resigned. You resigned. I
1: resigned. Resigned. That's better. Yes. Yeah. So I'd been to the same job for about eight years and I hated it there. I was not happy. You know, I won't go into specifics because I'm like classy like that or something. (laughs) But I'm uh, <laughs> certain someone was a bitch, but um there you go, there's that classiness. But anyway, <laughs> so I am now kind of doing my own thing and that's really exciting. I have been saving up enough money throughout the years, so I have about enough. I have enough to last me about a full year. So um
0: well, obviously between there you that, go. And,
1: yeah, so I'm also doing some community manager stuff on the side, you know, getting like a few bucks here and there. So I'm good to go and it's the best decision I have ever made.
0: Well, yay you're home i'm homeless you're jobless we are the american dream (laughs)
1: we are the american dream yeah no but uh so yeah so that's kind of what i've been doing and it's so good i have so much more time to do the stuff i want to do and knowing that i have enough money to support me for like at least a year obviously i'm going to get a job between now and then but you know it's just awesome being your own boss it's like hell yeah
0: yeah you get to do things like play legend of zelda
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, so, you know, that was the thing, is I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm no longer working 40 hours a week. Instead, now I'm working about, like, 80 hours a week. Seriously, (laughs) I haven't had time to play games at all. I maybe a couple hours of The Legend of Zelda for NES, and that's it. But I've been so busy, I haven't fired up a console in, like, two and a half weeks.
0: I haven't had a TV to hook a console (sighs) up to. My consoles are all in storage.
1: First world problems right here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the American dream right now.
1: Yes, we are living it, yes. but uh yeah, so that's exciting, but I guess other than that, we have a lot to go over uh
0: yeah, just a little bit something about I don't know what Shirley fingers um,
1: fingers and Shirley's and ultra sounds oh and oh, yeah and,
0: and rapes and, and abortion
1: and, and yeah it, it's been a crazy uh cra- chapter thirty one was a very crazy chapter,
0: yeah, I would say that pretty much sums it up there we go we Here's don't chapter. have <laughs> Good, good chapter, guess, uh, good episode. All right, of, there we go.
1: Yeah, there we go. One of the first things we can talk about was that the uh, We're live Live event was last Friday. Oh,
0: yeah, so the absolutely.
1: The 27th, I think it was? Yes. Around, the, oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: Friday the 27th.
1: Yeah, okay, there we go. Um. Yeah, and that was so much fun. It went over so well. We had a really good crowd that showed up, and it was so good to meet some people from the forums, and
0: yeah you know why the so pre-show went well the pre-show, right? I yeah i get get i get to i got to see the pre-show because i had to work the next day uh and i was working with uh the owner of the company so i was like you know what i probably should not be um all bleary eyed and uh, and all zombified out because you know he, he has the ability to fire me and then i can join yes. your portion of the american dream um yes so i caught the pre-show i got to see the quiz i got to see uh, uh tony correct Yes, I got to see Tony's uh, bit of stand-up, and then um, when the pre-show cut out and we were getting ready to go into the chapter, um, I I bidded you to the show, and I I took my leave and went to bed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you Californians are um, three hours wrong time, so I had to catch up to my East Coast time and...
1: Yes, three hours of the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, the pre-show was so much fun, and everything went on, you know, on without a hitch. I mean, Graham, there were some technical issues that happened right before. We had to delay the show for, you know, I think it was like a half hour. Yeah, the live port-
0: feed picked up about a half hour into when it was supposed to.
1: Yeah, we didn't have a thing called the internet. So Well, huh. this was before. I don't know how that all went down. But, uh, yeah, like 30 minutes before the show was supposed to start, Casey was like, yeah, we don't have internet. <laughs> so we had to send some people, Wraith and Adrian, I think, I think it was those guys that went to uh, um, Best Buy to pick up, uh, I don't even know what it was they had to pick up. Wow. Yeah, but we got it working, thank God, and then Tony and I went on there, did the pre-show. We had lots of fun prizes, well, at least I thought they were fun.
0: I thought they were fun, too, because I, I helped you brainstorm some ideas like Bert's Fingers and and uh, Bricks, I think was another one of my ideas. I think the helicopters <laughs> were your idea.
1: Those were my ideas. you silly
0: the head, finger man. was definitely my idea.
1: No, you came up with the same idea too. I sent email. I sent email. I sent Casey an email like a week before that, and I was like, okay, these are kind of the things I have in mind. And uh, but you came you came up with dot two's utility belt, but I just bought hammers for that. Yeah, but close
0: enough. It was close it was... enough.
1: No, they, they were fun, and we got the you know actors to sign them.
0: Oh, and <laughs> that's right. We, Doctor's utility belt which was supposed to have like a strip of duct tape, some WD-40, and a safety pin. And that was going to be yeah, it. Yeah.
1: That's called effort. And a hammer is so much easier. Yeah. You don't understand. Uh, uh, we also have a prize to give away. How we're going to give this prize out. We haven't talked about that yet, but that's okay because that's kind of what we do here and we're not dead. I have a Barstow it. hat. Signed by all of the actors. Nice. Actually, which is, you know, by Fort Irwin. Yes. So, um, that is fun times. So, stay tuned to the forums for that. Zombiepodcast.com slash forum. Oh. And then the We're Not Dead section. And we'll come up with some woody way to give it away.
0: Oh, you know what? There, there there, are so many questions that you didn't use that I thought up of during that pre-show. I know.
1: Yeah. So, here's the thing. Like, I try to throw in some easier questions. Because, like, some questions you had. Some that Bradley had. Hmm. Pike Pod. Some other ones. <laughs> They are so good. They're really good questions, but your average, I don't want to say average, but you're, you know, whatever. No, you know
0: they... what? Even hardcore fans weren't going to figure mine out because they were. Oh, no,
1: some of them. They were brutal. Some of them are really brutal, yeah. Um, how
0: how but, many times yeah. did Datu hit the zombie in the arena after Samantha was taken away?
1: I asked Casey that question. He like had to act it out, and he was like, four or whatever. The and answer he was,
0: was wrong. It was seven.
1: Okay, he said seven then. <laughs> he, he got it right. Oh, whatever okay. It was. Um, yeah, but so, you know, I think I had to prepare about 50 or 60 trivia questions, and we ended up going through all of them before the show was over, because it was at the point where if someone got the answer wrong, I was like, okay, let me give you an easier one, yeah. and they would get that, and then they could pick their prize. But uh, yeah, no, the pre-show was, was so much fun. The Q&A was a lot of fun. It was really good to see all the actors again, and like, get to talk to them, and have physical contact, like hugs with them. Aww. You know? Yeah. It was, it was a good times.
0: I should try to make it out to L.A. for the next one. We'll see.
1: You should, yeah. And I guess one of the things that was announced uh, was that season three is the last season. Oh really? Oh uh, really? I believe it. I, I was talking to bees about this. Um, someone asked, you know, th- three seasons, four seasons, and I was kind of busy like filtering through questions, so I don't think I might have misheard it, but I don't think I did. And I think he's, Casey said, you know, that uh, this season it's the last. I.
0: I don't know that that is true, because even when he was most recently talking on the forum about the um, his next project, which is, whatever, he's, he said he's like two years off still. So uh-huh. I still think that there's still, you know, the five whatever chapters we expect for this season. And this the... season
1: lasts until like December, I think, doesn't it? It goes
0: I, into winter. I think it goes into next year. Yeah.
1: Because
0: there's still five chapters left, and if you figure a chapter a month, then we're into January, uh, February. Mm-hmm. So, Mm-hmm.
1: okay I am texting him right now and asking him what the thing is
0: this is the sort of th- this is the quality program you can come to expect on We're Not Dead is that we will post something out there and then uh, we will maybe be wrong about it and then we'll just go back to the source anyway
1: <laughs> I'm pretty I know the only reason cause I remember some actors specifically saying no, we're sad that it's like so close to being over so I'm thinking this might be the last season but we will find out Because that's what we do here, and we're not dead.
0: Yeah, we'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, like we said, there was a whole lot of stuff that happened. So let's get into it, man. Let's get to it, because we've been talking for almost like 10 minutes now, and nothing's Ah, happened.
1: people like us?
0: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you're listening to the wrong podcast, because by golly, there's a lot of us on here.
1: So I guess we can start with some just... We're going to... Okay, I'm not going to read off an entire episode-by-episode summary, because that would take forever. So we're just going to cover some of the bigger bullet points here. Uh, so let's talk about Lizzie and this ultrasound.
0: Absolutely. So it, it it's Henry the Boy.
1: Henry, yeah, that was one of the trivia questions, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Henry the Boy, um, we found out some interesting information on Scratch's background.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scratch was uh, forcibly raped when she was at least 16 years old, possibly yes. even 15, depending on when her birthday falls, uh, by a relative, because, you know, if you can't keep it in your pants... Keep it in your cousin, I guess. What?
1: Oh Bastard. okay, wait, we have word from Casey Wayland. I take everything back. He said no, there's four. The original plan was three or four, but there's too much content and story to finish in three. Okay. There we, we go. Have clarification.
0: There. See, on. I win. Um so Scratch was raped by a cousin uh, in the family, so whether it be you know, the like a mafia cousin or whether it be a blood cousin, I'm pretty sure it's blood cousin. Um that raped her and the families didn't take kindly to it when she snuck an abortion in because uh, they want they would have wanted her to keep it if they knew. And uh, apparently something went horribly awry during it. So I'm assuming the, the, the sort of subtext to it is that Scratch can't have babies anymore, which is one right. reason why she's so obsessed with Lizzie and keeping her safe because mm-hmm. she's very... Um, protective of young children in utero and their mothers, um, but when she was... Uh, her cousin, after the abortion, went to go rape her again, and she cut his balls off, and since he lived, she was allowed to live, but she got the scar on her face. In addition to so the scar that you can't day. see.
1: Yes, she can remember what has happened. So we finally know the origin of this scar on her face.
0: Yes, we do. And, you know, you start to get that understanding, the realization, fuck, dude. You know what? That is really sort of shitty that's, that everyone keeps calling her scar face. Because, you know, every time you say that, what's going to happen? Those memories are going to come flashing right back. Which, no
1: wonder she's so angry. <laughs> yeah, no
0: kidding. Like, oh, I got raped by my cousin. You just reminded me of it. I want to slit your throat.
1: Granted, I mean that's ter- it's absolutely terrible what happened to her, but it's not an excuse for her to go off and be fucking psycho all the time. No. However, really. it just it just fuels the fire, and it's not a good thing to do when you already have like a psychotic person. So.
0: Yeah, you don't make fun of psych psychotic people. That's just it's not something to do. You you right. you let them sit in the corner and rock back and forth.
1: There you go, and ignore them.
0: Yeah, and when they um, start to take notice of you, that's probably when you should run.
1: Yeah. Exactly better start running. <laughs> so uh, we found out that her ring, this is the description we were given of it, it's silver with two large bird wings etched into the sides. The center where the body of the bird should be was a flat hexagon with a stone. In the middle were several Latin words around a symbol of three intertwined rings. Was it a ring or ring? Yeah, a ring, rings. Each a circle with a spike facing outwards. Yes. And the Latin sayings, from life till death, together from the beginning until our own end, in a nutshell.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: Rye has a ring, too.
0: And that is the same thing that Angel had, and I'm pretty sure the one that she's playing with is probably Angels.
1: Which is so freaking creepy. Yeah, a little bit. Well, no, that Lizzie doesn't know what the hell's gone on, and it's like, oh, that's cool, that's Angels, he's dead now, yay.
0: Yeah, but she doesn't know that, so no, it's no, she okay. she
1: doesn't, that's why it's creepy for us, it's like, oh, God.
0: Yeah, it's uh, so. <laughs> crazy.
1: No, Nick, Nick's not impressed, okay.
0: No, I'm not impressed by much.
1: Clearly. Okay, so uh, there was that, and I guess, I mean, what else do you say about this?
0: Well, the, the reappearance of Gerai, right. who we have not seen since Chapter 12. No, not even. Chat- well, I guess we sort of heard him in the flow over of Chapter 11 to 12. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the last time we really saw derai was eleven three, right before the start of the war. Um. And, and yeah, it was really cool to hear him back, although I have to say that, like... In my mind, I had, like, his voice picture. and I only heard it through the radio. We only ever heard it through the radio. Hearing him not through the radio was almost like a disappointment, because I got <laughs> so used to this, like, really cool effect on the voice, and I was like, man, he just sounds so awesome. And then I heard him, and, like, without going through, like, a, a tin can radio, I was like, oh, he's just a normal person. He lost all of his mystique to me. Not really, but you get what I mean.
1: No, yeah, I do, and I I totally agree. Like, he just... it didn't sound you know before the radio had like this big like huge hulk and like rawr, like guy picture and then actually hearing his voice it's just like okay maybe you're not as big as bad as i thought you'd expect.
0: oh he's definitely as bad as we thought he was except you know for some reason he lets th- the family dynamic air quotes family dynamic in the story with bricks dry uh, uh not bricks i'm sorry uh scratch dry at uh, latch angel and whoever else may be tangentially involved that was i, would su- I- I would almost guess Tardus is a part of this too, maybe. Possibly he seems like he falls in the rank and file of family. Um, it's a really interesting dynamic that he allows her to continue on family missions and family rules when the world's over. That's really that's really interesting that he would allow that to happen because there's so many more important things he could have focus on. And he could make her stop. You know he can make her stop. He has enough people behind him that he can make her stop, and he doesn't do it. He just allows her to do whatever the fuck it is because she has to avenge Latch. She has to, um, you know, uh, get information out of Angel. She has to do this, she has to do that, and he just keeps letting her do it. And that now finally gives a reason why Durai lets her get away with all the crap that he does is because she's got the family rules on her side, and he has to abide by them.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I don't need to add anything to that. You oh, man. Some... I'm
0: just knocking all the ring rust off. I'm this getting off. A,
1: this is going to be a short episode.
0: <laughs> or um, really long. One of the two.
1: Short or long, yes. So, I guess continuing down this whole timeline. So, then uh, Scratch, you know, I need to know where she is. Freaks out. Leaves Lizzie. Lizzie's trying to figure out where where is she going. Bricks is like, well, yeah. Bricks pretty much was like, I just got to get your dream. so shut up. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of uh, he actually yells at Lizzie, and I think she really cowered very easily to that. Maybe it's her pregnancy hormones.
0: Maybe pregnancy, and maybe like, have you ever known that person that doesn't get angry around you, but when you see them angry, it's really disturbing. You know what I mean? Like, for, like my mother. Oh, well, let me start with my father. My father n- always swore around us. It was always... Ang- like, not always, but you know what I mean. Like, he was the one that, quick to anger. He's the right. one that would yell at us. When it came to discipline, dad. My mother would sit in the background. You know, she would ground us when she needed to, but she was always very calm about it. When my mother lost her shit and she started swearing, mm-hmm. that ended whatever the fuck we were doing. <laughs> Every time. It didn't matter what we were doing. I could be in the middle of a tight rope, 100 feet in the air, my mother started swearing at me, I would just fall to my death because I wouldn't know what to do except to just stop and, like, fall. Mm That would be it. I feel like Bricks is sort of the same thing. He doesn't get angry around Lizzie, but we know that he beat zombies to death with his bare hands. We've seen him break the arm off a little one. Mm -hmm. We know that he can get very angry when he has to and he like sort of blacks out and Lizzie caught that side of him for the first time. So, you know, everyone's saying, you know, Bricks is such a nice guy and Bricks is going to help Lizzie. Yeah, it's true. He might, but you know what? Bricks also really very much deserves whatever punishment that he got that sent him to Eastern Bay because whatever he did, I'm sure he did it. I'm sure he deserved the punishment. I'm also sure that he probably accepts the fact that he deserved it too. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those within blackout him. Blackout
1: moments. Gosh, like, shit! This happened again. Okay.
0: Son of a bitch! All right, I here's... killed another
1: person. Back I go. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I agree, and uh, I don't think he even got that bad, you know. But it's just the fact that okay, this is a hint of what could come. So Lizzie's like, all right, I'm, I'm shutting up now. Mm-hmm. So that then a scratch goes down to the basement. The uh, poor Mister Burt's chilling down there like a good, good man. And uh, God, okay, this this scene was so hard for me to listen to. Why? Over and... In... Why?
0: What? She just beat the shit out of a gun.
1: Oh, jeez. Come what? on, Nick.
0: What? It's an inanimate object that he has imposed the the, the life and blood of his wife onto. That's oh, all it is. That's all, is all it is is. Is. <laughs> So it's the physical manifestation of his dead wife. And she broke it. Oh, no. Get some freaking super glue. You can fix it. No, you can't fix that. There's no fixing that.
1: No, it was hearing... Bert as his character you know this this strong guy I mean Granny, you know I feel like we've touched on a lot of emotions of Bert but to, you know hear him you know how much that surely meant to him and yeah. to hear it just being like beat in the scratch just like tormenting and taunting him and to hear him crying and it was that scene that was worse than the finger I think hearing his reaction you know you fucking bitch and just the emotion behind that I was talking to Scott Marvin and I was like dude well yeah. freaking done yeah yeah
0: uh, I don't know. Honestly, you know, obviously I had to listen to it. I had to listen to it over and over and over again um, to get ready for this. But I'm not sure which one was more disturbing to me, breaking of the gun or taking the finger off. I really think that for me the finger was worse. I don't know why I think it's worse. Was it like
1: the hacking sounds and the scraping of the blade? You know,
0: (laughs) maybe that was it. Um, Man, the finger just to me, I don't know. It's it just seems so horrific because you can see like in my mind's eye I can see this like now very frail frail thin withered old man mm-hmm. just writhing on the ground with this big guy on top of him holding his hand out while this maniacal wench rips his finger out or off with a knife you know it, I I think that just to me was so much worse because you know Shirley is emotionally damaging and you know that is what it is and just the physical damage and the, uh t- to take to take a word from um the Saints, the symbolism of him having his trigger finger removed it, to me that hurt that hurt me more than the other
1: yeah i i see like okay i see like where you're coming from i think for me it was like you said it was more like okay his granite's his trigger finger so that like freaking sucks because that's like a terrible finger to lose but yeah you know it's like in in any other day and age it's like okay the finger could you could replace that you could figure something out i don't know what you could do but it's the emotional you know it's like if you would have asked bert you know months ago would you rather lose like a finger or give up surely i'm pretty sure he would have chosen to like lose a finger like even just like his pinky So I think for me, like, I understand, like, how emotionally damaging that. I I mean, I haven't heard Bert break down like this since the beginning of the story. So to hear him breaking down like that over something, I know that he would, like, give his left nut over. Yeah. It's like, oh, jeez. So terrible. Dinking with my emotions. My female emotions.
0: You have female emotions? I do. I thought you said you were a dude, like, the last time we talked.
1: Well, I mean, I am. I, I go between the two.
0: Oh, you're a hermaphrodite, I see.
1: There, Yep, that's pretty much whatever I feel like being.
0: <laughs> and we've learned something about Brick today. Um, yeah, there you go. The other thing to take note from that scene in, in the hospital room, that in part three, um, is that Scratch always has not one but two knives on her. Mm-hmm. So be aware of that, is that when you think that she is disarmed, she's not. She's got another one up her sleeve. Because remember, Bricks grabbed the knife, said... My knife, now! Or whatever he said. And then Scratch says, I always have... Or something along the lines, I always have another one. And she pulled it out. She always has a second knife. So, be wary of that, whoever comes to attack her next.
1: Probably. (laughs) FYI.
0: (laughs) Just an FYI. And something for the audience to pay attention to. She always... You know, it's the same thing, like, where... You know, in westerns, where a guy says, you know, drop your gun, drops the gun and then he reaches down, and he's got the ankle holster and he's got a gun in there. You know, same sort of thing. Just because she is air quotes disarmed, she's still a very dangerous person and she cannot be taken lightly.
1: Exactly. Nope, totally agree. And she's so unpredictable anyway, you can't ever Oh yeah.
0: De yeah. definitely.
1: She could have one like Per badge or something. Ow. <laughs> Just saying. You never know.
0: Uh, All right. So from the bird
1: the, the and the scratch scene, I think we touched upon most of the main points. Bert, Lizzie, Bricks, Scratch.
0: Yep, I, well, I figured. If you haven't
1: figured this out yet, listeners, uh, our sheet, my sheet that I prepared everything on, is no longer a thing that exists. I don't know what happened to it. So we're all winging this off the top of our head. It so got eight. With us.
0: And the other thing to take note before we depart and move on to the second storyline of chapter thirty-one, um, mm-hmm. when we interviewed Jenna and she was talking about uh, that line that um, that Casey pulled her aside and, and told her the bit of information. Scratch being pregnant, that was the bit of information, and the line was, you're sick, from chapter, I think, 21 or 22, whatever, uh, I think it was about last night, or whatever chapter that she gets kidnapped and and Scratch starts to protect her. That's the line that she was talking about that um, Casey pulled her aside, where she couldn't figure it out, she couldn't figure it out, and then told her, you were once pregnant, she is now pregnant, go, and then she came out and you're sick. That was the line. Right. Which was confirmed by Casey. I double-checked that. And actually, Jenna told us what the line was as well when we guessed it. Uh, but we couldn't tell you because it wasn't confirmed yet.
1: Yeah, it's a thing that we can not reveal. So, yeah, that's always a fun. It's always fun to go back and be like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. Yeah. I think that was one of the questions at the Q&A someone asked Jenna. Um, at the last Q&A, at last year's event, you know, she said she found out something about Lizzie – or, I mean, about uh, Scratch, you know, and then when she found that out, she was like, oh – Oh my God! You know, like I just learned something amazing about my character, and she couldn't reveal what it was, and right. then she revealed at this year's event that it was that she found out that Scratch had what had happened to Scratch.
0: So, if you so- missed the live show, here you go. This is the recap of exactly what this was.
1: Yeah, exactly. Word for word of what happened. Buzzacly. All right. So then now we have the Glenn, Saul, Victor little storyline. C.J.
0: Mmm, CJ. CJ's not going to be happy if she ever figures out the truth. Let's just put that out there.
1: Right, because Saul and uh, Victor have her thinking that the maulers, or as she calls them the prisoners, were the mm-hmm. ones that set up and killed Sean.
0: What's a little lie between friends?
1: It's it's a little lie, but,
0: uh... That, you know what, that's actually How do you see this of, playing out? Oh, not well. This is such a how, really... How
1: is she going to find out? That's what I want
0: to know. How is she going to find out? Oh, God, um... Man, I don't know how she's going to find out. Uh, She's going to find out. I know that she's going to
1: find out. Absolutely. She has to
0: find out because there's no point in making such a big deal out of, you know, hushing Pete and Glenn about uh, Gatekeeper doing this. And, you know, she's got to find out, man. I just don't know how she's going to do it. I don't know if it's... um, like maybe it comes back to amy that the the female cohort of gatekeeper cuz gatekeeper may not have survived this second coup that the mullahs right. inst- installed at the colony but amy might have and amy would have known what the plan was or maybe it's um oh god what was the guy's name that got shovelled
1: oh uh dixby
0: Thank you, Bixby. I can't believe I forgot his name. Maybe Bixby is still alive, and Bixby mentioned something about Sean. Because remember, the 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 plan that we're talking about now is starting a revolution against the Maulers inside of the colony. So someone's got to go talk to the colony members, and eventually that means that there's potential for information to come back uh, to CJ, who's the one that is trying to infiltrate this little clan. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't even got to the colony yet, and I'm already giving away information. <laughs>
1: Okay, because you know, everyone
0: hasn't heard this already. I don't know. Um, So, after I bemoaned and lamented the fact that the sat phone was broken, um, yeah, okay, well, the sat phone can be revived and brought back better, stronger. Glenn can rebuild it if only you get to the colony to get the spare one he has ever so conveniently in his shack. If he (laughs) had only thought to bring it. You know, maybe it's just me, but I don't leave technology behind when I move i bring it with me. I would have brought yeah, the sat I, phone with me. I,
1: you, would, you would think he'd want to take that with him. I know. They're like, where can we get this? He's like, well, the internet. Or, you know, and she's like, well, you we know, we can check around places around here. It's like, could you imagine trying to find a sat phone? Like, what are going to be the odds that these little, like, neighboring, like, houses have a sat phone?
0: You can so, go I mean, to clearly
1: <laughs> they're going to go to the colony.
0: Go to Best Buy, then pee in the doorway because Best Buy is a shitty store, and then go look for a sat phone. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> Nick Nick and Best Buy are not are not friends.
0: I, I have do. not Best Buy I, uh, thirteen years. I have boycotted Best Buy for thirteen years. Okay. I hate Best Buy. Best Buy
1: okay. sucks. Okay, I, okay. I'm sorry. I got to go off track. Why do you hate Best Buy?
0: I once was given a gift from Best Buy, mm-hmm. and I returned it to Best Buy, and they said you cannot return this without a receipt. I was like, it is Christmas. Do you understand that this is 1999, and gift receipts aren't a very popular thing these days? And it's not like they got printed out all the time with, like, every transaction for everything you ever do, like they do now. No, you had to, like, ask for it. And it was my grandparents. They never asked for gift receipts because they always think they're going to like everything they got. Well, I liked it so much I got it three times, so I went to go return it to Best Buy. And they told me I couldn't do it. And I said, well, fuck you. That's the most ridiculous return policy I've ever heard in my life. Well, we don't know that it was bought here. I was like, it's got a Best Buy sticker on it. Mm-hmm. You dumb shit.
1: Oh, so there you go. That's the history of Nick and Best Buy, everybody.
0: Fuck Best Buy. Fuck the like please.
1: I, I, like, I like Best Buy, so I can't say anything. But uh, moving I on don't to, uh, the like thing you, you Line, Which is what we're talking about.
0: All right, fine. <laughs> anyway, so they don't have a sat phone. They have to go back to Glen Shack to get it. Um, and, of course, CJ doesn't want to do it because they had just decided, no, you can't go back to the colony. You can't do this. You can't do that. We're mm-hmm. staying here. And, of course, three minutes later, oh, hey, by the way, we have to go to the colony to get the sat phone so we can call Michael. Mm-hmm. And that's the reasoning behind it. She still wasn't game, and that's when Victor, who we all pretty much figured out, he knew the connection between Sh- Sean and CJ from a very, very long time ago when they first met. He made the connection back in August. It's December now, and he finally tells her that Sean was at the colony and was killed By the prisoners, Asked CJ, and of course, that's not true, but they all said yes.
1: They did. So now they are going, they're going there, they're going to the colony.
0: In a SWAT van.
1: In a SWAT, yeah, like how freaking badass is that? Oh, and for the record, I have to say, the actress, I can't remember her first name. Constance. That plays CJ. Constance. Constance, she is the cutest little freaking thing ever. (laughs) She is so cute and so adorable, and I told her, I'm like, I love your voice. I do, I think she is... She has, she's so clear and articulate and, uh, oh,
0: love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. She is. She's one
1: of my favorite. I mean, I don't know so much about a character. I mean, her character is pretty badass, but just the the sound of her voice. It's very like <laughs> tranquil. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. And and we in in the lost episode that you guys didn't really get to hear with uh, Dr. Jason, uh we talked a lot about Constance cause, and cuz he got to meet Constance and he was talking about her and she he just raves about her. He she you know, she's fantastic. She's so nice, she's so wonderful. She's a wonderful actress and and this is all stuff that you can't hear because it's gone. Um, it's gone. and we yep. will again, get Dr. Jason on here, uh, to maybe lament his own death because by the way, apparently scratch killed him, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is the greatest throwaway line ever because you never really understood. You never really got Dr. Jason's name really in the podcast. Uh, you, you heard Tardis struggle through it. Um, but then you very hearily clear the dentist, uh, say, well, Dr. Gwyn knew how to do it. And, yeah. Well, he fucked up.
1: Yeah, make dead. sure you don't make the same mistake he did, yeah. a.k.a. he's six feet under being, like, dirt fodder. I don't, worm fodder right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they pinned him up to one of the colony uh, road traps, and the zombies just, you know, picked the remains. That's oh, what happened to him.
1: That's good. All that's right, so let CJ, Victor, and Saul make it to, is the police station?
0: Yes. The uh, police station. Yep. It, which is very perfect because they're they're in a swat band, so it fits right in. Um, it looks perfect. And they play soccer and they do guy things, which is uh they talk about uh sexuality in ways that might make people uncomfortable.
1: Cause CJ strips.
0: Oh, did she ever? C J stripped. That, that was it.
1: funny. That was a really funny scene. It was re- I really liked that. Getting to hear like you, uh, Saul uh Victor, you know, with Fernando and then cj stripping it was just a fun little like it was fun to see them kind of their guard down
0: yeah it's 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 locker room banter like if you've ever been out if you have ever been on a sports team especially if you're a guy you know what we're talking about it's sports banter you know oh you must like so-and-so (laughs) hey you're so gay it's not homophobic it's not meant to to sexually be like sexually harassing or anything like that it's just it's just the way that, like, that sort of jock mentality works. Is it right? right. That's not for me to say. That's up to the beholder of, of your own morals and how, how you were brought up and how you want to interpret the world. Um, I was brought up in a sports culture, so I'm perfectly fine with that. I ended up being on the receiving end of it because, remember, I'm the theater kid, and I'm the one in the locker room, so, haha, you must be gay. I was like, haha. I'm hanging around with really attractive women, and I have a lot of gay people around me. Who's the idiot?
1: Anyway. Oh. He's a little defensive. But that's okay. He he proved his points. That's
0: all it ever. that's all. Never, that's all never, why are you hanging out in fear? Cuz like cuz there's a lot of gay guys and there's a lot of really attractive women. My odds have just gone up.
1: Oh. What? Okay. Oh no, 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 no. Well, it cut out for a second, so like I didn't hear like the last thing you said. But oh, okay. don't it's worry. A, it wasn't important. Bees will cut out.
0: <laughs> just pretend awesome. like it's every other conversation we have where I say something that I think is awesome and important, and then you ignore it and just go, yep.
1: Okay. Yep. Awesome. Perfect. All right. So, after <laughs> days and days of waiting, Victor finally gets fed up, and he's like, okay, okay, like, what the fuck, barbecue? When are we going to start, you know, like, actually doing <laughs> shit? <laughs> and then we find out that CJ has noticed a few loopholes.
0: Yep. Yep. In the in the uh, guardians uh, loops around the tower or not the tower the wall. Okay. Um, she she didn't really discuss what they are per se. She just no. says that uh, the entire point of her plan and why she brought so many guns was basically, uh, you know, she heard the she heard the sob story of what Michael and Pegs and Kelly and Victor and Hope and Tanya did when they left, which was basically deplete the armory of the colony so they couldn't defend themselves against the maulers. So basically, she's coming to replenish the supply to start a revolt against the the ruling class, as it were.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I think that's freaking smart. Oh, freaking smart. Well, CJ, so of course it's smart. Oh, yeah. But you hear about, you know, Master little thing. Planner. Not obviously like, this exact situation, but it's like, okay, there are way more of them than they are of you, you know? So, yeah it's obviously that psychological control you have over that large group of people. But at the same time, it's like, come on, like revolt people. if she, I hope this goes well. And this would be like the perfect way to do this. And I, I would love it. If it happened this way, oh. Supply so climb all this shit oh. and have them all like go bat shit and kill all the mofos, which obviously won't happen. Cause I don't think like, Ooh, okay. My mind's going 9 animals an hour. All do right. you think Bert will kill scratch? No, in... no,
0: not at all. Never. No, 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 no. Um, I've I have always long maintained that Bert will die. Uh, Bert losing a trigger finger, while some people think that he can fight through it, I think it's the very very much the beginning of the end of Bert. Um, you know, yes, he's a champion shooter, so he can probably shoot with his off hand. I understand that, and I'm not saying that he's not capable of defending himself. Everyone that has a gun is capable of defending himself. Um, and so long as he can get a gun, he'll be fine. But I think that the over art the overarching storyline with Scratch has to intercept with Riley at some point, especially now that Angel is gone. Presuming this is the presumption that Riley did actually love Angel. Right. If that is the case and we can find that out to be true, then Riley is the one that's going to kill Scratch. Because Riley has the reason to. And right and it gives it gives a lot of bang for the buck. Do you know what I mean? where we will feel very satisfied that Riley is the one to avenge Angel's death. It's not Peg's because Pegs has already accidentally killed a member of this family and that's not the point. Um not Michael because that's not really his purpose. His his purpose is going is a little more like along the lines of the one with the markings and Randy. Um Riley and Scratch are sort of perfectly fit for each other.
1: Yeah I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. But at the same time, I would just love to see Bert kill Scratch. I mean, how he would go about doing it, maybe not kill her directly, but be a huge factor in the way she dies. You know, when someone, like, does something and then they end up somehow falling off a cliff or – you know what I mean? I was yeah. talking to Scott Marvin at the event and he was just saying – he was like, oh, I, I want Bert to off oh, Scratch so bad, yeah. so bad. They've always had this, this – you know, connection—not a very good connection—but it's always been Burt versus Scratch, Scarface versus Old Man, Locked and Loaded. You know, mm-hmm. so in that sense, I think it would be really satisfying to see, especially what she did with Shirley and his finger now. It's kind of like, okay, now this has gone to a whole new level.
0: I understand, and I understand that completely. I just feel like the the larger picture. Like, I understand that that Burt and Scratch have been intertwined since the beginning, but mm-hmm. I. F- to me i don't feel like that's the story i feel like the story the deeper meaning story has a lot more to do with the family which we don't know a lot about it has a lot to do with angel's history which we really don't know a lot about right, but it's right. become very very checkered very very recently um well aside from the fact that we knew that he was kind of a punk from back then cuz you know who knows how to hotwire cars right. whatever um but you know that his backstory has just become unbelievably interesting yeah and we, and we need to know and i feel like that's the story that projects us forward bert scratch has projected us to this point here where we're at now and i feel like his storyline is coming to an end i know that he said in chapter 24 that he served another purpose or like whatever he said in his little uh i felt alive again and whatever you know what i mean that like that mm-hmm. part um so I feel like he's got something else left to do, but I don't think that it k- is killing Scratch. I think that it is something to do with Lizzie and protecting her and Saul because he still feels obligated to them for what he did to them in terms of getting her right. kicked out. And like that's yeah. that to me, that's his purpose. His purpose is to get Saul and Lizzie back together in some way, shape, or form. Um, uh, and I'm now abandoning my. Romeo and Juliet bullshit because it's never going to happen. I'm just, I'm, I have just absolutely given up. They're not going to die anymore. I just, I have come to accept that now. Um, (laughs) bastards. Um, but Bert, to get them back together and to protect them as he owes them a debt for, you know, shooting Saul and for kicking Lizzie out, that's where I feel like he is better used, personally. I think that he's better used to get them back together and to die doing it or to die shortly after doing it or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, it's a big sprawling flowchart of options, so this can oh, yeah. seriously go either way, so it's going to be really exciting to see and, where I mean, it goes. And I mean,
0: this all gets fucked up if, you know, like, Riley's a lesbian. If she's a lesbian, oh yeah, that whole thing I just said, that's bullshit and it doesn't work. So, it's, it all hinges on li- Riley's sexuality.
1: Why not? <laughs> the fate of the entire story lies on <laughs> Riley's sexuality. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, there, there's no pressure.
0: It's as good, good a guess as any.
1: Yeah, You get very well could. You never know. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, well, shoot, man. Do you have any other points um, you want
0: to touch on? Oh, yeah. It has to be said. Um, my wife was like, Frodo puts the ring on. She's oh,
1: that evil. was brilliant. Awesome. No, that was... And it's funny because I had just started watching Lord of the Rings. Like, I've watched him before kind of casually but never really paid attention. So, mm-hmm. um... Now that well, I, I mean, honestly, who one? has
0: twelve and a half hours?
1: Ew, now that I'm done with the first one, halfway through the second, and he made that reference, I was like, "Ha <laughs> <laughs> I can get that, and I can laugh at it legitimately now."
0: Yay! Good for you. Yeah,
1: that was a really, really good line. That was one of my favorites.
0: Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. God, what else? There was, there's so much in here. Um, man. Yeah. There's there's bound to be something else. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm sure there is. Just, there's so much, you know. You can only think about the main points. And, oh, what
0: alternate ending? Did we talk about that?
1: We have not. So let's talk about that. That's a good way alternate to talk, ending
0: that... to, to, to chapter thirty one, part one, where it's um, Saul and and Glenn and Victor all in the room, and he's just found a way to get our Lizzie back. Yes. Is it, um. And well, here. Listen. <laughs> you think CJ will support this? She has to. Or else
1: I'll kill her. Wait, what? Nah, nah, just playing. But if this
0: works, she'll want it. We just got our ticket to get Lizzie back. So apparently Saul wants to kill CJ in a joking manner.
1: In a joking you know, matter.
0: yeah because that's how that works. Um I guess you know the only other thing to really take note of is that um you know they're they're as as flippantly silly as it is that uh, CJ stripped in front of them to think of the the real ulterior motive to that is to have whichever way you want to feel like she is turning whether it's she loves Saul or she loves Victor. Ugh. Obviously, no one really, I don't think there's many people except for maybe Otto that believes that CJ wants Victor. Of um, course,
1: Otto would think that.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because Otto's a pimp and, you know, yeah. that's just how he rolls. Um, but, you know, like, if the point and the reason that I feel like she... Because there was a lot of people that were saying, uh, like, Facebook and forum, they were saying, what the fuck's the purpose? Why would she do that? I don't understand. And it made them look so stupid. Well, the point was is that they don't... They see CJ... They potentially see CJ as part of the group and, like, part of the gang. And once you hit that friendship territory, it's really hard to go... Or it's not really hard for at least, you know, guys to move away from that. But... Since Saul was so focused on trying to get his girlfriend back that he hasn't seen in, you know, four months and he's known CJ longer, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, dude, look what's right in front of you. Bam. Oh, that's an interesting angle to look at
1: it. You know what I
0: mean? Like, because otherwise, what's the purpose? You know, it's not, I mean, end of the world. Okay, who gives a rat's ass? You know, here I am. Whoosh. Mm -hmm. Here they are, bouncing happily, free. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise you know the other point might be shake you out of it wow there's someone really awesome right in front of me why am i going to risk life and limb with these sociopaths and psychopaths and i use that in the incorrect terms i understand that uh they're not either one of those but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like why I, I, why I do. why tempt why tempt your fate when you have an option right here in front of you i'm pretty hot looking come get it <laughs>
1: I think that's an interesting angle, too. Um, I give it, like, a, a 39% chance that she has ulterior motives and wants Saul's nuts. That's it?
0: 39? That's, that's,
1: that's what I'm going for right now, yeah.
0: I thought it would be 69. No, oh, no, I see right No, I, see I mean,
1: it. I definitely think it's a possibility. I just think it, at this point it's more likely than not. But. Uh, really? We'll see how it plays out. I guess that's all we can well, really say. I mean, because
0: I mean, the the only reason, the other reason I think that is because you you throw into the to the equation uh, what Victor said about, oh, sure, that's what you do on your movie nights, you know. Victor sees something that Saul isn't seeing because he's so Lizzie obsessed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So there's the sh- point of
0: view. I think that she really does have feelings for him. I really feel like. Saul misses it because he's not paying attention. And I mean it's like a very big classic story structure thing where love like look at like uh, sorry, I'm going to go all theatrical on people. Uh like Lay Miz. Um that that entire show is all about not paying attention to someone that loves you who's standing right next to you. Um it happens in Sweeney Todd, it happens in, okay, let me just rephrase this. It happens in like every musical on the face of the planet that involves a love story. Where someone loves you and you just don't notice it right. um and it happens in other places too but again I'm a theater geek and this yeah is what so it is. no
1: yeah like i I mean I seriously I totally think it's a it's a possibility it's something that could be happening I mean we the listeners have't been giving like a lot of solid concrete evidence but um there's definitely the things like you said like Victor noticing you know, that's what you guys do in your movie nights and little like outside right quirks that are like oh oh, oh you know so yeah it'll i yeah it'll be interesting to see if they get Lizzie how that'll play I mean you never know like that's why it's so exciting there's a lot of like loose ends right now so it's really cool to see how they all tie together
0: yeah I I man I really hope that CJ and Lizzie do not end up in a location by themselves
1: (laughs) that would be interesting I would like to see that it would be interesting
0: but I really don't know that I want to see what's going to (laughs) happen
1: yeah well shit so there that was the alternate ending by the way which I think was pretty funny it was very Saul-like to say, but obviously Casey did not go with that one.
0: Yeah, no, I think it, I, given Saul's singular focus again on Lizzie, I think that the joke to, <laughs> I'm going to kill her, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think that that is necessary. It's funny, and it's it's a funny little character quirk that he would even joke about it, but then you know what? If he, if he had left that ending, the form would have exploded. Yeah. Even with the, the <laughs> I'm kidding, well there's truth to every joke. Well yeah, there's <laughs> truth to every joke, but you know, what? sometimes a cigar is just a cigar and sometimes it I'm going to kill you joke is just I'm going to kill you joke. What? Um you,
1: No, yeah, yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it
1: would have spoken a little more, you know, like this is what he he's not willing. He's not going to kill her, but he's willing to do a lot to get Lizzie back. So. Yeah. Yep.
0: If it if it had ended on I'm going to kill her and that was the end. Okay, now we have something to grip our teeth into, because that would be fucking crazy. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's it's a little more innocent than that.
1: Right. Well, shit, son, I think that's all we got for this episode of We're Not Dead.
0: Yeah. It's, it's um, good to get back. Absolutely. And again, I, I, I do apologize for being homeless as much as I am actually going to apologize for being homeless. It's it's not been a, a bag of tricks or treats or... um. Small my feeds, give me something good to eat. Uh, I don't know how to finish that. Um, yeah. Now that I'm not necessarily, you know, again, I don't have a place that is my own yet, but I have a place where I can record. So next week when uh, an episode part comes out, uh, we, we may actually be able to get this to you in a timely manner instead of a month from now. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So hopefully, yes, we will be back in the swing of things and... With shitty internet connections and all. It'll be good times. Oh, it'll
0: be lovely. Uh, and again, once I can actually plug my computer in, life will be good.
1: Mm-hmm. There we go. So, Nick, thank you for coming on.
0: Oh, of course. Anytime. Thanks thanks yes. for remembering how to dial me up on Skype.
1: Absolutely. Just hit the green call button. We're all good. And thank you, listeners, for listening and dealing with our very wing-ish uh, episode. Hopefully, next week, we will have a more uh, solid foundation, which all depends on Microsoft Word and its... Um, desire to erase my shit.